My Mum Made Me, the show about the wonderful and sometimes the weird ways in which our mums make us who we are today. Hi, it's Paul here. I really hope you're enjoying the show and I'm going to ask you a favour if you are. Please do follow us. If you do, you'll get to hear all of the episodes first and of course it helps with my self-esteem. I'm only joking. Don't forget to rate us. We're currently on 4.9 stars, which is really exciting and every rating makes my mum, Teresa, laugh just a little bit more. So welcome back to part two of two uh, where we talk to Anne Lynn again. Uh, this time we're going to be focusing on, um, I guess, what I believe to be her and people of her generation's legacy to gay people like me. Um, she was a gay woman who was, you know, living in the 70s and 80s and 90s uh, and obviously beyond then as a gay woman. And, you know, all of the, the kind of the struggle, all of the the fight that she and, and people of her generation put in have really created this legacy for people like me and, and obviously younger people. And we really explore and unpack that with Anne and also how her mum, I guess, went on a journey with her own sexuality. So this is My Mum Made Me with Anne Lim. So it begs the question, and I think you, you're incredible. One of the things I love about you, Anne, is that you're incredibly humble because without sort of <laughs> blowing your trumpet, you, you have achieved a great deal for multiple lifetimes let alone one i mean it's it's the scouts it's the helen the kennedy trust it's um it, it's the sort of various ways you've influenced our kind of educational system the list goes on but you said the way you've responded to opportunities and the way you've been an agent for for that in some respects is alien to perhaps what your parents or, or just alien to your parents so the other question to ask is where does that come from well, this is the curious paradox of life, isn't it? Um, because I think it absolutely comes from parts of my mum and parts of my dad. Hmm. Um, I I think that my father was quite entrepreneurial, as I say, within a very limited capacity, you know, but he was a, a self-starter. He ran his own business. Um, he lived to 91, even wow. though actually he from childhood had been profoundly disabled. He was incredibly uh, positive. Um, and uh, the, 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 uh, there's a really strong streak of that in, in me, you know, that wants to take opportunities and, um, and make the world a better, a better place. Um, but equally, in, from my mother particularly, uh, I think I got... Um, I think she was intelligent, as I've said, and I think I, I I I was lucky enough to get a curious mind and um to have that developed through the education system. Uh my mother was a very uh, straight person <laughs> in mm-hmm. the sense of, you know, what was right and wrong, what was black and white, what was you know, it, things were very clear cut. I mean, it could verge on the dogmatic occasionally, but the point is she had a very strong moral compass. Um, and she she had very strong left wing views. You talked about um, uh, you, you know your mother uh, being quite a, a, a radical. Um, uh, my mum believed that you should pay your way in society, and that that you should pay your taxes, and that the welfare state and labour governments were were a good thing. Whereas actually, my father was 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 really a, a kind of working class Tory, if that makes sense. You know, voted Tory Absolutely. most of his 
his life. So politically, um, uh, that came, I was influ influenced in different ways by both of them. Um, uh, but when you put that combination that I've just tried to describe into a new gene uh, or new set of genes, you know, because obviously my DNA is um, informed by them significantly, but but I am my own little bit of stardust, you know, I am my own little bit of, um, of, of, of um, the evolution of consciousness in this world. And I think what's made a massive difference is I've taken the ingredients of both of both of my parents, and then I've I've um, shaped my own um, framework for life. Really, I've I've been clear about what I wanted to do, go into education, what I wanted to do, give give back, uh, give back through charity work, through setting up a charity, through giving money money away. Um, uh, so I think I have made something of those choices that have been provided through the experiences that my parents uh, gave me. And I've had the luxury to do that. I've had the luxury to do that, Paul, actually. It, 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 it's it's your again very humble but also i think very radically real about the the happenstance sometimes of for want of a better phrase preparation or opportunity and also outlook in life as well but the thing the reason i'm sort of pushing on the question Anne, is you and i share that effectively my dad um worked in a pizza shop uh, when I was younger in Yorkshire, my mum was out of work for the whole of my life. Um, right. And mm. the, you know, I I, I can't say I've, I've quite finished my life achievements yet, but I'm, I'm happy with where I am. And I think my parents would be proud of me. But the ingredients, if you, if that's the right phrase, of how one kind of becomes socially mobile and I, I, I actually don't like that phrase because it suggests that there is social mobility <laughs> in the UK and I think it's, it's actually much more complicated and it's a bit difficult but anyway that the ingredients that enable that or to put it in kind of old-fashioned language for one to better oneself aren't always very clear I think certainly in the UK I mean in America it's all about you know it's all about endeavor and you know uh, your sense of self but I think actually the answer is much more complicated so my, my question I guess is you you talked about the things that you you know that your dad's sense of entrepreneurialism and your mom's sense of resilience and you know those sorts of things is informing that do you think there are other things perhaps more innate things um, and you've talked about some of them that could explain those ingredients in a way um yes i think there are um and one of those uh experiences anyway is that i um very consciously took myself off into therapy in my 30s to, to really try and um, better understand not, not just myself, but how uh, other people interacted with me and the impact I had on them. Um, so I would say there's a greater capacity in me than was ever evident in my parents for self-reflection, for self-awareness, and um, a greater understanding, particularly because I've worked in the public sector, the private sector, in charities, I've seen and met now all sorts of people and behaviours. And underneath 
all the different behaviors, there are certain patterns that you can see repeating from time to time. Mm. Um, if you have yourself done a therapeutic journey that makes you realize what it is that you do that is either good or bad or, you know, um, uh, uh, in between. So I think that I'm going to say courage, really, because actually at the time, when I did therapy uh, 40 odd years ago, it wasn't so common, you know, counseling and therapy and stuff um, uh, uh, were, were, were not so much on um, accepted as part of the language. But I, I think really rather than even stress that, if you're open to learning from your own mistakes, if you're able to confront the things that have gone wrong in your life and why, Ask yourself questions: Why they've gone wrong, and what can you learn from that? That that that's something that I think is is a distinguishing um, factor in in what's made me as well. Thank you for sharing that because it it's uh, as you probably gathered from the way I was explaining it. It's always something that I have been curious to understand better, and and I think what you've done is is sort of given very wise words. I want to come back to something that you said, Anne, about. Um, I don't know if you formally came out to your mom or whether it sort of, uh, you know, accidentally happened. I, I'm very fortunate in the sense that I have, um, a, a, my mom is gay. Um, a, and my, my dad is, my dad is Muslim uh, by kind of education. So th those kind of, and they're obviously divorced, those kind of influences where um, I don't want to sort of cast either one of them in it in a particular light, but there were very different influences when it came to me um, coming out. It, it sounds like there was a journey there, um, particularly with your parents and your sexuality. Mm. Are you comfortable to sort of unpacking that a little, not unpacking it, but sort of, you know, giving us a little bit more of, of, of kind of light on that? Yes, of course. No, of, of course. And you're, you're quite right. It was quite difficult um, for all the reasons I've uh, hinted at uh, earlier on, uh, essentially to do with timing and society's attitudes. Uh, so you've got to think back to 90, it was about 1982 for me. So that probably seems like a 40 years ago, it's an awful long time ago. But actually to tell your parents then um, uh, that um, actually in my case, uh, I'd had relationships with men and women, incidentally, uh, but really I was probably going to settle down with one woman. Mm. Um, uh, that took some doing and it took some doing because as I say my mother really blamed herself and I, I, I'm sure that others uh, who have uh, explained to their parents what their own life choices are uh, will have encountered a similar reaction which is there isn't anything to blame at all but actually you feel as a parent you've not done done um, the right thing, whatever that might be, or you've not brought somebody up right, and therefore, um, uh, you know, it's your it's your fault. Well, all of that frame of mind, I know, still persists for some people, mm. even even today in twenty twenty three, um, for for young people who find it very difficult to be out at work or out with their families, um, uh, despite the huge change in society's attitudes, uh, 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 but. For me, it, it was just a question of being honest. I mean, my mother's mantra to me, uh, one bit of Shakespeare that she quoted endlessly, was um, 
to thine own self be true, <laughs> and it shall follow as night the day, thou canst not then be false to any man. So, you know, following that, I really kind of had to say to her, I think on the whole, I prefer women, Mark. <laughs> um, now, I know one of the things you 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 um, uh, sort of sent me before we, we started this was, was something to do with what what was left unsaid between mm. you and your mum. Uh, I'd just like to pick that up um, in that I would have actually liked to say to my mum, who I think probably could have been gay, um, yeah. but would have never ad- been able to admit because, as I say, her time of life and the pressures upon her to marry yeah. would have meant it was even more difficult for her in... Uh, you know, the 1940s, post-war 1940s, early 50s Britain than it was for me in the early 80s to actually say I want to live my life with with a woman. I would have liked to have said to my mother, you know, it's absolutely okay. Not only did being uh, gay not affect my career, but but actually it's just enabled me to have a loving relationship Mm. with another human being that has enriched my life and I hope hers and you could have had that mum mm. you know because I, I, I think in a way she stayed in a marriage because that was the expectation yes. um, of the um, of the marriage and and, and my father um, and all credit to her really. Of course and knowing your mum as you clearly do how do you think she would have responded to you saying that? Um I think she would have found it difficult, Paul, actually. Um, But if I imagine the unimaginable, which is that, uh, well, not not the unimaginable, but but what can't be realised. If she were living today, um, I think she would genuinely welcome the, the, the change in society's attitudes. And the profound changes that have been uh, reflected through our family, not just me, but I have a cousin. Well, I have cousins. I have three cousins. One of those cousins, my eldest cousin, her daughter uh, is married to a woman and has two children. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I would love, I would have loved my mother to see... um, uh, Rachel and Lou and their two lovely children because my family have all accepted that my cousins have all accepted that and and my mother's sister who also really didn't see all that come to fruition because uh, she died as well I think they would have realized that love uh, and family which mattered to both of them significantly overcomes any issues mm. of sexuality and society's prejudice Mm. it's wonderful for me uh as a gay man in my 30s late 30s i might add but still um to hear to speak oh that's very kind of you wow uh if any (laughs) if any of my listeners could see um to, to hear you who came out actually the year before i was born or came out to your mom i should say the year before i was born um talk in this way because and I'm going to sort of make this more general not to kind of make you feel embarrassed or anything but I have a and it's only something recent I have a deep I think an acute sense of the 
privilege that I have as a younger gay man because of the gay generations before me, mm. um, the fight and the, and the struggle. And so, first of all, thank you. I can almost feel myself getting a bit emotional talking about it. So, um, first of all, thank you. There is a question here, which is the, you know, the phrase sort of standing on the shoulders of giants, I think is very true of, of different generations, successive generations of, of gay adults and, and kids, et cetera. We all fight for ourselves, but also for the kind of you know, people who are going to come. What do you think we can do? And I say we as in people of mine and your generation uh, together in mm. order to make the next generation of gay kids and adults better and more included but also to perhaps uh, remind them that there is no um equality without struggle you know we we mm. constantly have to be vigilant and mm. uh, and aware and, and fight you know for not just ourselves but those around us mm. Mm. Um, well, I think there are two answers to that. I mean, the first is, of course, if you look globally, uh, we, we are very um, blessed here in that things have changed in the United Kingdom. But, you know, how many other countries are there mm. around the world? Um, most recently, of, of, of course, um, highlighted through uh, the World Cup, Football World, World yes. Cup in, in the Middle East, you know, where ho homosexuality uh it, it is is not accepted as um a part of the human experience um yeah. so i think there's such a big struggle globally uh still to be to be to be won and we live in a global world now fortunately because of all the, the connections so definitely number one is is to keep young people focused on that not just on on yeah. their little little bit of this spot of the, of the earth and then i think the second thing is um it's really to do with the institutions of this country, which probably are fairly meaningless to anybody under 30. And I feel that's very sad. But the institution of the Church of England um, uh, it, it is so um, in a mess, really, over the whole issue of, of, of uh, marriage of people of the same sex that 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 actually just making young people aware aware, aware of, of of that i mean what what how we can help the church of england i don't think we can really i think we need mm. to uh, uh but 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 there's something about that that i mean i know sandy tox figures um has really taken on justin welby and and all credit to her um and i know there are probably the, well not probably there are theological reasons why uh, the, the, the people who are communicant members of the Church of England struggle with with things. But I want them to say, please, I want to say to them, you know, please just don't let the theology get in the way of love, really, which is, yes. I mean, Sandra said it much better. Um, so I, I still think there's a recognition that although life is very different in the UK uh, in, uh, you know, 2023, uh, and on the whole, lived experience, as they call it, who you are, your individual identity is much more um, valued and precious. Each one of us is, as we Quakers say, unique and precious in the eyes of um, whoever you call your God, you know, just mm. in the eyes of the universe. There's, there's still a significant uh, part of the establishment of the Church of England 
uh, where the struggle is very real. I completely agree. Um, <laughs> the struggle continues, as you say. I want to, we're coming close to the end of our time. Mm. Um, I want to share with you a little bit more about my mum. Um, mm. To get your reaction, to get your reaction for two reasons. One, um, just as a guest of the podcast, but but also to help me process uh, some of these things. And I, I'll tell you a story. It's quite, it's sort of a funny story, but um, a sort of strange one. So I'm getting married in August. Hooray for me. And um, we realised that uh, my, realised actually just a couple of months ago that neither of our parents had met each other. Of course, we've all met, you know, each other's parents, but the parents themselves haven't met. Um, and this is none the more so true of my mum and Adam is my partner, Adam's mum as well. So we engineered that um, they would meet in the kind of the funny period between Christmas and New Year, that kind of, you know, weird yeah. uh, non-event. Uh, and, and you know they they did meet uh, and it was a sort of a big, quite a big family affair because Adam's aunts and uncles were there and cousins etc cetera, etc cetera. and my mom I know this because um, Adam's mom told me uh, sort of secondhand almost my mom sits down next to Adam's mom Kate um, and Adam's mom Kate says oh I hear you're learning to ride the bicycle so my mom uh, never learned how to ride the bike she learned in her started to learn in her 60s uh, and my mom's Initial response, there are two things she said. Initial response was, um, I've, I'm going to sort of do her accent because, you know, I quite like the way she sounds. Um, no, Kate, no. I've, I've actually given that up because um, since they started bombing Ukraine, I don't think I can learn how to ride the bike, which... <laughs> begs a lot of questions because i think of all of the things that vladimir putin is scared of british cyclists is not necessarily top of the list but that was one thing and it was sort of a bit hard to comprehend i think uh, adam's mom just sort of ignored it and swiftly moved on uh, and they were chatting and my mom said to her oh kate i i've seen a picture of you and your two children i think it was at christmas you all looked so beautiful and your hair in particular was just so lovely and i think someone actually put a comment on facebook about how lovely your hair was of course i don't have nice hair because i i support um women who are victims of domestic abuse so i don't have time for things like that and i think she meant it in the best kind of way in a self-deprecating way but it obviously came across in a sort of a shade um I'd love to get your reaction because I think I, I heard this about like two, three weeks ago saying, I'm still processing it. <laughs> well, my initial reaction is both of the um, uh, comments that you have uh, highlighted there that your mum made could have come out of the mouth of Jerry Lim, my, my mother, mm -hmm. uh, because uh, I think there's something quite Northern about that humor. Yeah. There's something about the, the disconnect between riding the bicycle and Ukraine, but said mm -hmm. in a, in your case, a Yorkshire accent, but where there is actually a perfectly uh, clear logic um, in the person's mind. And actually it's hilariously funny at, at, at one level. So when I was talking about the quirkiness and randomness of, 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 uh, of, of my mother, that would have been an illustration of it. Um, and, and, you know, given that, that, your mum can do that um, and be herself and be accepted by Adam's parents, e even if even if it's still a bit, you know, left field. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it, I, I think is is great because because there wasn't really a place for that to come out for my mum, except 
as I described earlier in the podcast, towards me and my sister. And actually, my father never got her sense of humour um, to, uh, to, to, to this day, really. So um, it's a very... Um, it's a very peculiar thing, isn't it? Really, uh, 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 humour uh, and humour in in families, actually. Uh, but um, I'm kind of with your mum after that story. It must be said. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I just want to quite literally get her back on the bike, you know, because she was making such great progress. Obviously, it's difficult to learn things at any age in in life, but particularly in her case, in her sixties. We've just got to persuade her that there's no causal link between the war in Ukraine. And her two pedals, bless her. Well, no, you see, in her head there is, and that, yes, that's yeah. where I'm with her. <laughs> but, 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 you know, or, 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 it, that's another example of um, uh, what did a friend of mine used to say on the hollyhock scale of English whimsy? You know, that's a very eccentric type of English whimsy from from yes. your mum, because um, yes. uh, I think it's, it's your father that's Muslim and your mother yes. that's. Yorkshire, yeah. White Yorkshire, yeah. and your father, um, uh, and and uh, my mother would have perfectly understood that, and I perfectly understand it. <laughs> and you know, I think it shot through in Sally Wainwright's, um, you know, that everybody's been talking about uh, with the Happy Valley, yes. um, uh, the kind of humour between women as well, mm. uh, between those two sisters. That's very, very similar to what you've just described um, uh, about about the uh, the link between not carrying on learning to ride the bike and the war in Ukraine, you know, <laughs> or, or indeed the victims of uh, domestic abuse and violence yeah. against women. Hey, she sounds great, your mum, I'm sure. She's, she is a huge, she's a huge, oh, I hope you do get to meet her. I hope she gets to meet yes. you. F- fi- final question is actually um, from my mum. So I told my mum that you were coming on uh, and she said, oh, I think I've heard of um, Anne. And so I sent her sort of the Wikipedia page, et cetera. Um, and her question, which was actually very relevant to something you and I started discussing at the beginning of the podcast, I think before we started recording about skiing and how you picked up skiing kind of later in life. Um, her observation was, gosh, there's this sort of chunk of stuff that you've done and achieved, which has happened sort of post 13, 40 years old, and you're still going. Um, what's next? Not necessarily the specific thing, but what more do you feel like you need to do or want to do well look that really is a great question um i feel i am just um flowing with the energy that is there in the cosmos and happens to come through my being and i have a very strong sense of responsibility to put that energy to something positive and good that helps humanity and uh, gives um, joy and encourages people to be kinder and nicer to each other and to the planet. Um, And so I don't have a, oh, I must do X, Y, and Z next, but I do have a strong um, compulsion really to follow that energy whilst it's there, because one day it will go and I'll die and I accept that that's what happens. But whilst it's still there, if it can um, be shared amongst others um, uh, in, a, in a way that adds a bit of value rather than detracts from the experience of being a human being, if it can give an injection of 
um, humor or pleasantness or love as opposed to um, game playing and toxicity and cruelty, uh, then um, it's a very um, black and white, um, going back to my mother, uh, view of the universe really. But but I I just think I have an obligation to um um uh, to 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 do that. So, you know, if if people younger than me are willing to give me time, listen to my experience, let me help them, um, be genuinely interested in me, um, have fun with me, and and that's exactly what I did on the week. I've just come back from this skiing week. And they, I was with my nephew and his girlfriend, so they, they're your age. Well, he's 30, she's late 20s. I was with a 33-year-old gay man, a friend of mine, uh, a 50-year-old uh, 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 straight woman, and a 55-year-old gay woman. And, you know, it was a wonderful example of just all of us um, experiencing e each other and having... Uh, uh, discussions about things uh, uh, and me able to share my experiences in in, in a way that um, uh, was just good fun really and if I can keep on doing that in a professional sense in the educational world in the charitable world uh, in the world of, of politics I mean I, I don't I'm not seeking to be a politician in any way but you know get people to to to, to use the vast connections and networks I've got um, and put them together to use the convening power of that. Hmm. I, I feel a great responsibility to use that convening power for good. Oh. Hope that does make sense. It makes complete sense. I wish oh. I wish we were together because I, I would have given you, I, I want to give you a, a giant big hug for saying that. Oh, well, I'm feeling thing. it. <laughs> um, well, what a wonderful note to end on. Anne Lim, thank you so much. No, thank you. We are on social media. How exciting. You can find us on Instagram at my mum made me pod. You'll get us on Facebook at my mum made me, Twitter at mum made me, and even TikTok at my mum made me. Why follow us on socials? Well, you're going to get extra bits from the show. You're going to be able to see our guests on video and of course, watch their reactions to my mum's lovely and sometimes a little bit weird voice notes. So give us a like and a follow.